Social Zoom Factor, episode 262. Driving results in business these days takes something special. It's a combination of the right info and the right energy. Pam Moore has both and is here to help you avoid the pitfalls and guide your business and life by leveraging and integrating social media, powerful branding, and digital marketing. Welcome to Social Zoom Factor. Now it's time to live life zoomed. Hey there, Zoomers, and welcome to Social Zoom Factor. This is your host, Pam Moore. All right, today we're talking about another exciting topic, events. Who doesn't love an amazing industry event where you get massive value, make some new friends and connections that can help maybe grow your business or just have some fun and eat some good food? A good event, in my opinion, is all about the experience, which is driven by the founders and the organizers. The founders and organizers can either make or break an event. And I think having a heart to serve with a number one goal of making the event the highest value possible for the attendees is really the turbo behind the most successful events that I have seen. Today, I have two amazing guests who are going to share with you some of the exact strategies that they have leveraged to build and grow the mid. West Digital Marketing Conference, also known as MDMC, and that's what we're going to call it for the remainder of this podcast. They've grown it into the largest digital marketing conference in the Midwest. Now, I spoke at this event in 2018, which was last year. I'm recording this podcast in 2019, and I will be the MC hosting the event this year in 2019 which is next week is the event, as well as delivering a two and a half hour personal branding workshop. And I'm facilitating also the personal branding panel. So I am so excited to head out there next week. Now, what started as a tiny seed of an idea by these founders for this event Now, this event has recently been rated a top marketing conference to check out in 2019 by Forbes. And if you know me, if you've been listening to this podcast, you know how much I love seeing seeds planted by wonderful people and being part of the experience to get to watch them grow and bloom. Now, in 2018, MDMC had over 2,000 marketers in attendance, and 2019 is looking even more exciting. So this year, they'll have more than 100 speakers, including Google, LinkedIn, GoDaddy, Johnson & Johnson, Adobe, Purina, and loads more. And attendees also get to choose from more than 70 sessions um, across nine different tracks. And those are data, digital, social media, creative, commerce, innovation, academic, tech, and entrepreneurship. And then marketers can also take a deep dive into eight intensive workshops on the first day, one of which I am teaching a two and a half hour workshop on personal branding. Tickets are affordable, so everybody can attend and teams can bring their entire team, not just one person, so that they can maximize that value and have everybody get on the same page. MDMC is a nonprofit event and all proceeds go to MDMC Marketing Scholarship Fund and UMSL Undergraduate Marketing Scholarship that is made possible by the MDMC. 
So let me welcome my two guests. Perry Drake is the MDMC founder and assistant professor and executive director of the Marketing and Sales Leadership Institute of the University of Missouri of St. Louis. And second, we have Brianna Smith. She is the director of digital marketing at TerraRecon, executive director of MDMC, and adjunct professor of social media strategies and advanced Facebook advertising at the University of Missouri, St. Louis. It is truly my pleasure to welcome them onto Social Zoom Factor. Hello there, Brianna and Perry. I am so excited to have you with us on the Social Zoom Factor podcast today. The first thing I want to do is have both of you tell us a little bit about yourself so our audience can get to know you. Perry, you want to go first? Sure. Yeah. So uh, thank you, Pam. So I am a currently a professor at the University of Missouri, St. Louis. Um, I run the digital and social media marketing program for undergrads, grads, and non-credit programming. So I've been at UMSL, which is what we call it, since 2013. And prior to that, I was a professor at NYU uh, for 14 years, specializing in the same area of digital, social, and, and data. And then, which I know we're going to talk a little bit about later, Pam, but I'm also the founder of, of MDMC, which um, is kind of my claim to fame um, in, in the area of building out a, a large digital conference. But, but we, we can touch on more, much more on that as, as we talk. Absolutely. And Brianna? Yes, thanks, Pam. Um, I am the digital marketing director for Terra Recon, which is a 3D imaging and artificial intelligence for radiology company. Um, and then I am also an adjunct professor at the University of Missouri St. Louis, where I teach social media strategies and advanced Facebook advertising. And then I am the executive director of the Midwest Digital Marketing Conference as well. Yeah. So tell me, have you been either one of you been sleeping much lately with this big event coming up? Not, not enough. Not really. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sending you through the sound waves some extra sleep. Yeah, yeah. All you right. know, Pam, we go to lots of conferences, uh, so you know. Absolutely. Yeah. You got to rest yeah. up. You got a bunch of crazies yeah. coming. All right. So for our audience, will you t- let's talk about what is MDMC first off. Tell me what that stands for, what it means. Yeah. So I'll start first and then I'll let Brianna say how she feels. Uh, yeah. I mean, MDMC stands for the Midwest Digital Marketing Conference. Um, and again, it's been around since 2013. So that was its very first year when I started at the University of Missouri, St. Louis. And it's and it, what's interesting, I think, about it, Pam, is it's produced by a public university. So it is a nonprofit organization. Um, and all of the proceeds from the conference uniquely go back to the students in the form of scholarships or programming support, video equipment, whatever it is that the mm-hmm. students need. So, so that's kind of an interesting foundation to build a professional marketing conference on. So it, it's not a conference for students. It's really a conference for marketing professionals, which, you know, you'll be there, you'll be speaking at, you were there last year. Um, Correct. And so it's, it's a conference kind of vetted in education, I guess, in a way, and, and the strong philosophy of inclusion and, and diversity and, and all the things that, that means a lot to a university is also wrapped around our event as well. I'll, I'll let Brianna jump in. I'll, I'll shut up at this point. So definitely everything that Perry said, but yes, uh, MDMC is the largest digital marketing conference in the Midwest. And we're really proud of the fact that we've built ourselves up to being that large with over 2000 um, attendees every year. 
especially like Perry said, we're a nonprofit. So we deal, we work heavily with our sponsors and our amazing speakers to make this um, happen. But we also are the most affordable conference probably in the industry um, <laughs> because our tickets are only $169 at max um, full price for a general admission ticket. And we do that because we really, like Perry said, want it to be inclusive for everyone. So whether mm-hmm. you're a student getting started in the industry or you're a company that wants to send their whole team versus just one team member, which mm-hmm. um, I know that as working um, in the space that it's always kind of sad when only one team member gets to go, but everybody would benefit um, or you're a nonprofit or starting your career over or whatever. Um, we wanted everybody to have access to amazing speakers and amazing content Mm-hmm. regardless of whether or not, you know, it's financially an option. Yeah. It's interesting that you say that because I think the word inclusive is something that really does describe the MDMC event, right? And, and from the minute you walk in that door, you feel like part of something bigger than any of us can be alone. And I would love for us to rewind a little bit and talk about where your event started because obviously it's very successful. We're doing, you're doing some very different things and we'll talk about that here in a little bit, but I always like digging into like Perry, you know, when you were first planting seeds and Brianna and you were dreaming about what you could do with this and the lives that you could touch, I just want to dig into how that started and, and how that is such a driving force to where you are today. And having that vision and then, um, you know, the hard work that you've done to execute that and make that come to life is just amazing. Yeah, no, I, I would love to tell the story and then I'll hand it over to Brianna as well because she's an integral part of the, the story. But when I, I mean, when I first came to UMSL and left NYU, you know, I was building out my digital marketing programs and new courses and I was reaching out to some of my um, colleagues back in New York, you know, from Google mm-hmm. and Pinterest, et cetera, and asking if they would come in and do a Google Hangout and be guest speakers for my class. Obviously, I didn't have to do that at NYU because they were like right there. Um, <laughs> yeah. And a couple of my colleagues had actually offered to fly out to St. Louis and talk to my students. And um, I thought, well, you know what? If, if you're going to come out all the way to St. Louis, I'm, I'm going to put you in more I'm going to put you in a room bigger than just 30 students. So mm-hmm. I decided I'm going to blow out a half-day summit. I had no idea what I was getting myself into, Pam. <laughs> um, I had no idea. Um, and it was, and through the power of social media, I didn't have a dime to spend on advertising. I mean, I mm-hmm. just worked Twitter and LinkedIn like you wouldn't believe. And Brianna knows, That's- and she, she can tell her side of it. Um, and I pulled in about 425 people for a half-day summit. We had Under Armour, That's Microsoft, um, um, Adblock Plus, um, some amazing speakers. And it was just a huge event. And the next year, we went to a full day. Um, the next year, again, full day of concurrent sessions. My third year, we maxed out the conferencing facility at the UMSL campus, and we had to find a true conferencing venue, which was Union Station. Um, and that's the year that we we doubled and we moved up to 1,400 um, that fourth year, um, which was a shock to me um, because, again, yeah. this was all something I had never done, manage a conference. And here we are going to a, a huge venue, which is very expensive, 
our, our attendees doubled from like 725 the year prior to 1400. And I think what, why that was, Pam, is because I think it was now viewed as a true industry conference because we're no longer mm-hmm. on the university campus, really. Right. Um, yeah. And, um, you know, what, what's interesting about Brianna and, and how that kind of happened, and I mean, Brianna and I love telling the story, but, you know, she... She and I'll, I'll hand it over to you in a second. Let me just start it, Brianna, because I know you like to tell it. Um, but what what happened was there was somebody. So that first conference, I was doing it all, Pam. I was the MC. Mm-hmm. I was selling the popcorn, showing people where to set. I was taking <laughs> tickets. You know, it was a truly a one man show. And I heard that there was some person in the audience uh, named Brianna that had got thrown into Twitter jail because she was tweeting so much important facts and unique things that were being said at the conference. She was tweeting so much, Twitter shut her down. They thought she was spam. Oh, I remember and those I, days, Brianna. Yeah. I was I was probably <laughs> right there with you in, in the jail. <laughs> and, and I had heard about that. And then what happened, that particular conference, we were giving, at the end of the day, my wife was in the audience and she was randomly pulling people out of Twitter and we were going to award people books because some of these speakers were authors. And of course, oh, because fine. Brianna tweeted so much, my wife selected her out of the Twitter feed. And she came on stage and I said, oh my God, you're that Brianna. And then <laughs> that, that was when everything happened. The next semester, I think Brianna pinged me, said she's going to come get her MBA. And um, I'll, 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 I'll hand it over to you, Brianna. And the rest um, is history. That, yeah, it really, it really was. It really was. Yeah. Okay, Brianna, let's hear your side. <laughs> yeah, so I was <laughs> put in Twitter jail and was broken free. Um, and I was tweeting like crazy and was really excited um, to go to the first conference because I actually myself had just moved back uh, similar to Perry. I was uh, previously, I was living in New Orleans. So I was really looking for a way to meet um, other marketers here in St. Louis. And this conference was a great thing. And uh, I just couldn't, couldn't get away. I got then did my MBA at UMSL and got more involved with the conference, um, doing a lot of the marketing for it, uh, then became the marketing director. And I've now been the executive director for, I believe, four years now. Um, and I can't imagine not doing wow. it. It's been such a amazing mm-hmm. experience. Um, and I, you know, when we're creating it, I really like to think sometimes about creating my dream conference, which kind of backfires because I can't attend it because I'm running it. Um, but I really think about those things mm-hmm. that I really enjoy about conferences and, and taking the feedback of other marketers that, in the industry of, you know, the inclusiveness and having lots of different types of sessions for, you know, whether or not profit or B2B and um, different levels and, and, and also just thinking, you know, uh, when I was attending the first conferences and, and I've been to many of the others in the industry, it's just that I always wish like, oh, I wish my whole team could go. But it, it's hard to justify, you know, if you had four people mm-hmm. on your team spending 4000 on tickets and then on travel and everything. And, you know, that's not yes. an option for a lot of small businesses, but uh, they need it as much, you know, they need this education as much as any other business, you know, an enterprise right. level. So I was like, well, you know, we can do this. We can uh, get back to it. And then um, probably mm-hmm. one of my favorite things that has been about planning this conference and, and working um, with Perry and UMSL has been the fact that uh, 
the students are so involved and I get to see them learning, you know, tools like, you know, they're helping us with the Facebook advertising and learning how to run campaigns and learning social media marketing or, or helping us with the email blasts and things like that. So uh, really seeing them learn and, and how, it, you know, them doing these things has an impact on a business um, is really, really exciting and probably one of my favorite things. Oh, Pam, I just wanted to say one thing. I mean, I think the, the thing that's unique, too, about it is, and I think you sense it, and I'd like to get your perspective, is, mm-hmm. I mean, this isn't really our job, per se. It's right. all kind of volunteer-based. This really wasn't in my job description when I signed on to be a professor at UMSL. It's, we do it mm-hmm. because we're passionate about it, and we mm-hmm. see the benefits of the students and the community and and the help we give and, and all of that sort of stuff. So it, it I think it it like spreads to how we work with speakers and and mm-hmm. how we embrace you guys. And it's funny, you said you said it at the beginning, you said kind of our conference when you were talking, mm-hmm. kind of like it's yours. Mm-hmm. And that's kind of what we want it to be like. We want it to be mm-hmm. everybody. It's just not ours. It's yeah. it's a community. And and I don't know if you get a unique sense that way yourself. Absolutely. And after speaking there last year and then seeing some of your speakers that had been there last year and maybe plus other years, I remember, you know, talking to them and thinking, wow, I want to be a continual part of this. Right. And it's, uh, to me, that is huge because, you know, we get a lot of speaking opportunities and, uh, from the first conversation I had with you and Brianna, it's, your authenticity came across, right? The fact that you were in this for the right reasons. I know you're making millions of dollars doing this too, right? (laughs) No, but you're, you're in it for the right reasons. And I think that, you know, I love the vision and I love Brianna where how you're talking about teams being able to attend because particularly with small business and even large business, it's so difficult. I always say there's never a client that comes up to us and says, Hey, I have, here's my credit cards. I'm, I have so much money. I don't know what to do with it. Let's spend it on social and digital, right? It just doesn't happen. And, uh, you send one person to a conference and then they come back all excited and nobody else knows what they're talking about. It's hard to justify the budget. Uh, You come back with three or four people that are trained, right? You're all on the same page. You're all excited about a vision that you can pull together. And then it helps them be so much more successful and putting together a plan where they can actually earn that budget, right? Set some short-term milestones to achieve some success. So, I think that that is is very different than many conferences where you're thinking about the success of not only it's multifaceted because you think you're thinking of the success of the students, right? Success of the broader community. And we can talk about that in a little bit too. success of individuals that are attending and then success of uh, an ROI of the organizations who are paying for their employees to go. And I don't think a lot of events out there could actually say that they have all of those, all of those same goals in one package with an event. Right. Right. I agree. 
Yeah. Yeah. And, and, you know, we always joke and a lot of people say almost we have too many good sessions, Mm -hmm. not to toot our own horn, but you know, if you send one person, you can only attend so many sessions. We'll send your whole, send your whole team. You can get all that knowledge. (laughs) Now I want to go back too because talking about the quick growth that you had, and even with the first event that you had, where you had, you know, the half a day summit and you had what, 400 people there, right. And you had sponsors and um, supporting like Under Armour and others that you named. And then you grew within four years to 1,400 people. So what do you think it was that, one, attracted those sponsors wanting to be part of it? And then two, what do you think at the foundation fueled that growth? Like what was it? Because so many event, uh, you know, facilitators and owners are trying to achieve that same type of growth with, you know, whether they're doing events online or offline, what do you think really fueled that success? Right. right. Well, again, I'll, I'll give you my perspective is I think, you know, when I came back to St. Louis, I think what I really wanted to do um, was, it was a couple of things. I think I wanted to take advantage, first of all, of some of the reach I had outside of the community and bring some outside thought leaders into the mm-hmm. St. Louis community. Um, I mean, I love St. Louis. It, it's phenomenal. We got a lot of smart people, but I wanted to, to take advantage of that and, and kind of showcase other people for, from outside the community. So that was one mm-hmm. thing I wanted to do. And I think, I think people gravitated to that. I think that's why my first event was so successful because I, all, every one of my speakers was not from here. Uh, not one of them was. So I did not put a single St. Louis in on stage. So that was, that was, I think a little unique and got Absolutely, things rolling. Yeah. I think. And mm-hmm. then I think just what keeps it going, Pam, again, is the fact that our price point's so low, we're very inclusive. So what happens is you end up with not a bunch of CMOs or senior marketing managers at the conference. You, you end up with a pretty heterogeneous group of people at this conference. Mm-hmm. So the conversation, I think because of that can be pretty mm-hmm. dynamic because you've got all different levels at this conference from all different viewpoints and perspectives. And I think it mm-hmm. just drives a deeper, richer, more uh, educational conversation. And I do mm-hmm. hear that from people. Oh my God, I met so many great people and we had so many great conversations. And I think that helps then spread the word um, mm-hmm. from, you know, the, the, the attendees to, to that next year. So, so that's, you know, some of my perspective on that. Brianna, I don't know, you know, what, what you'd like yeah, to say. Yeah, no, I, I agree. Definitely the fact that you have all different levels, everybody's there to learn. And I think that's because we're very authentic of where we came from and what our goal is. Uh, and the fact that we are, we're just focused on education and providing um, great resources mm-hmm. for marketers and we don't hide it. We're proud of it. Um, and, and, and I really think that that is... Mm-hmm just showcased and, you know, our, our values and you see that in our website and you hear Mm -hmm. it from speakers and we've, yeah, we've grown primarily from word of mouth. Honestly, I don't even think we did ever barely any advertising the first couple of years because no. um, And and that was truly because it was just, it spread by word of mouth and the fact that this was quality and it was, what I think people were looking for is just going back to the core of that education mm-hmm. and understanding and sharing um, all of our, you know, all the knowledge that everybody has in the industry. I agree. And, you know, I think some of the words that, as you, as you both have been talking today, that just keep popping out at me is there's 
and maybe they're just not words, they're feelings is I think your event has both energy, but a calmness to it. And, and it's that almost that Zen, like it's the balance of there's energy and there's knowledge. And I mean, I laughed so hard so many times at your event with people, right? I mean, people were having, we were having fun and we were connecting at a human level and learning together. But at the same time, there was a uh, respected calmness about it. And you know, maybe that stems from trust of knowing that it was just a very well-organized event. And, you know, for the way that you treated speakers, it was amazing. You know, how you assigned one of the students to uh, kind of, I forgot what you called them, to be my partner in crime for the week. What? Do, how do you refer to those students? Oh, God. What did we call them, Brianna? Um, Was it like a speaker liaison yeah. or something like yeah. that? Yeah. yeah. And he followed, I, don't, I don't remember. Yeah, he's like my <laughs> partner in crime. I mean, he even went and got my Starbucks. I couldn't believe it. But he, you know, he. Did you have Sam knew, Helms? Is that who you have? I think you have Sam. Yes, yeah. yes. Mm-hmm. And he, yeah. from the minute I met him, he just had provided such calmness. And he, uh, I, I trusted him with my phone. I mean, and he took my phone and he was taking pictures and tweeting for me. And I don't let anybody do that. Right. And so the fact that he did that and I immediately trusted him to do that and uh, just having him by my side that the week that I was there was so very helpful. And so I think sometimes event organizers, sometimes it really is all the big things obviously matter. Right. But when when events are looking to attract speakers and sponsors and, you know, people that really make their events successful, the little details matter, right? Like having a bottle of water there for your speaker, um, communication. And I think, you know, I'd love to talk through that with you about some of the, the little details that makes your event so successful and whether that was something that you did purposely, um, on all those levels or whether, you know, you kind of just got lucky and you covered all the bases. Like, I think it, our audience would love to hear the planning that went into that because as a speaker, I felt that I had everything I needed, right? From the venue to um, my agenda to, you know, fun events that I could attend, ways I could get back to the community. And, uh, it, you know, I think that th- it's all those little details together that make it such a great event. Yeah. Well, I mean, I, I think we do. So one thing we do, and I know Brianna's the one that really takes lead on that, is we listen to what everybody tells us from the prior year's conference when we get ready to start planning the next year's mm-hmm. conference. So that comes from both speakers as well as participants and trying to figure out what we can do to make it better. So I think for the most part, everything is pretty planned. And again, we do and, and we do try to be different. We want to be like a family. We want to mm-hmm. treat the speakers well, we want you guys to feel like you're a part of the conference, just not at the conference speaking kind mm-hmm. of. Um, mm-hmm. And again, we're doing a few new things again this year where every, um, I'll let Brianna talk about some of the new stuff with the room moderators that we're doing. Um, and, you know, just just even, you know, and Pam, you were involved with it last year. You know, you did a session with some of the at-risk youth. So we let yes. in at-risk youth. I want to talk about that. at-risk youth groups. And again, it's another good way to work with the speakers. You know what I mean? It's, it's, it's a partnership. Um, 
And it kind of brings you guys into the St. Louis community as well, for lack yes. of a better way to say it. Um, well, but, you know, I don't know, Brianna, do you want to talk about like the moderators, what we're trying to do to work with speakers better and stuff like that as well? Well, yeah. And first, I do want to dig into that community aspect. Can we do that? Yeah. Let's sure, dig yeah, into yeah, yeah. that. Yeah, because that was one of the key reasons why I decided to go join your event and go speak at your event was the fact that you were giving back to the community. And, uh, you know, maybe you can just talk a little bit about that, but how I was able to speak into the life of some at-risk youth that were local to your area. So if you want to just, one of you cover off on that a little bit. Yeah. So, I mean, what, basically what, what we did and Pam, you were one of the speakers Mm -hmm. we approached, I guess about six or seven, of the key speakers that we thought could resonate well with with about 50 of our at-risk youth that we let in totally free. We work with them. We give them exhibitor tables so that they can shout out their cause and, and we help spread the word. And, you know, and, and this kind of came, so I don't think I did it. I, this is like, this is going to be the third year we're doing it. And I had worked with at-risk youth longer than that. And I thought, well, mm. crap, you know, I'm, I've got these at-risk youth there. I've got these great, individuals, you know, like you, Pam, and you could probably really help motivate these kids and tell them your story. And I thought, you know what, I'm just going to ask you guys if you'd be willing to, you know, have a 30, 45 minute private chat with them. And you know what, every one of you, anytime I ask, are you kidding? I'm there hundred percent, you know? And, um, and it was just that, that was one of those things I thought, well, this, this makes perfect sense. I'm just going to give it a try. And it worked. And, you know, we're going like into our third year of kind of doing this and, um, you know, it's just our, it's, it's a way for us to work with the community and, you know, the startup pitch competition, again, the same thing. Um, mm-hmm. Brianna, I don't know if you want to talk about that, but that's a Midwest thing, not necessarily a St. Louis thing, but it's kind of community based as well that we're doing again. So this is something new, Pam, that, that we awesome. haven't done in a while as well. Um, I don't know, if Brianna, you want to touch on that a little bit? Or- yeah, definitely. Yeah, we, we definitely try to work with the St. Louis community a lot uh, in building out the conference. So we, one thing we do, we've done in the past, but we're really growing it a lot this year is the startup pitch competition. So we work with the different startup uh, organizations here in St. Louis, which we actually have a very big and exciting startup scene here. Um, I don't think everybody knows no, that. No, they don't. Um, and we, we have, we have, we bring in, um, they apply and then they, um, if they get picked they can come in they have an exhibitor booth uh we we do an actual competition in one of our sessions um where they are going to do their pitch and we have judges that are going to um score them uh to be and decide who the winner is uh, a little you know get them on their toes um and then also we have a uh, public vote where all we ask all the attendees to go around and visit and learn about each of these startups and then go and they'll actually vote and we have a uh, most popular prize as well. So, um, which is a $500 prize. And we've, uh, the startups who have participated in the past have really enjoyed it. And they actually ended up, you know, growing a lot and having a lot of business that comes from the conference, which is, you know, our goal. Yeah. Yeah. Actually two years ago, I think one of the startups actually ended up moving to St. Louis. Um, They, they got some business here and it worked well. And I don't, and, and, um, Brianna, I didn't hear you at the beginning because because I cut out and lost my internet connection, but I joined back in. But um, um, 
the the other thing, Pam, that's interesting is we are doing nothing with this competition. This is all being done by the Entrepreneurial Club at the University of Missouri St. Louis. Wow. So the Entrepreneur Club is actually running this. They vetted. Hallelujah. Uh, so so they they did the call for entrepreneurs. Great. They went through the applications, vetted it down to five. I mean, they're handling it all, which they're an amazing. Uh, group of uh, young students. Um, so just another great thing to do kind of for the students uh, to give them that opportunity. Well, you know, and that's such a testament to the what you've pulled together, because I have a hard time even just calling it using the word event, because it's bigger than that, right? It's an, it's a community. And I think it's such a testament to what the heart of it is that you have built, because when you have these ideas, your community is raising their hand without you hardly even having to ask, right? And saying, hey, we want to be part of it. Like the example of giving back to the community. I love, you know, I didn't know the whole backstory on that until today, Perry, the fact that it was just something you were thinking about. And you're thinking, let's see if my uh, speakers would like to participate in this. And then little did you know that 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 wound up being one of the deciding factors that made me want to participate in your event. And, um, you know, and even when comparing it to other events where I may be getting paid a lot of money, I, I think we all at the core, and it's probably the same for your entrepreneurial group and everything we're talking about today, we all want to be part of something bigger than we are ourselves. We all talk about changing the world and, you know, having impact. And, you know, I've always said my purpose and I know in my business is to give people a voice and help them have a voice so that they can do what they're on this planet to do. But the struggle is connecting the dots for people. So for your speakers that are coming, you know, the dream is that they're able to change the world and have impact. And that's where I think an event like MDMC, you are providing part of that fabric, right? You're providing part of that fabric that lets people connect with each other that have similar goals, that lets people learn, that lets um, them give back to communities. And, and that's where I think kind of the the magic happens, right? It's you're building something that is living, breathing. And none of us on this podcast today know where you'll probably be in five years from now, because it's such a living, breathing thing that's being built also by your community. And I think that is game changing. I mean, I don't, there's not a lot of other events that can, can say that. Um, yeah. Well, and, and what's funny, even like Exhibitor Hall, you know, and you know, and, and Brianna, you, you both know, you guys go to conferences much more mm-hmm. than I do. Um, but, you know, so many times you're walking around conference events and it's just such a, I don't know, a cold and sterile feeling sometimes yes. in Exhibitor Hall. They're all boxed into these boxes with pipe and drape. And, you know, Pam, we mm-hmm. I do not allow pipe and drape in Exhibitor mm-hmm. Hall. So mm-hmm. it is it is a totally open floor. Um, I love and you it. Can see one into the other. And again, part of it is because I don't want people to be isolated and boxed off. I just, I right. don't. Now, obviously, we have to pay careful attention. We can't put two competitors next to each other. Don't get right. me wrong. You know, we're, 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 we're not that stupid, but we, we want to make sure everybody, again, it comes back to that. And I think what you said, which I love, kind of the community and, and creating yeah. the oneness sort of thing. Yeah. And I think that's probably what drives you know, we're just kind of thinking out loud here, but I think that's probably what drives that connectedness and that 
energy as well as the calmness, right? It's that, that fabric because people can feel that. I mean, you walk, you know, in the hotel in the union station, and I remember walking down the stairs and you walk past the booths, uh, to get to where the, most of the sessions are right. So just the way the whole venue is set up is inclusive, right? It's not like the, the sponsors and anybody who's exhibiting is far off. Like they're in the middle of everything. They're, they're there and open. And, you know, we met so many cool people that were exhibiting there and, you know, with relationships that followed afterwards and met people in the sessions. I mean, the event that after, you know, the speakers event was amazing and the, you know, post the nightly event was amazing closing event. So it's, but it's that there's something special happening there with that togetherness. And, you know, maybe it's just a fabric. I don't think it's one or two things. I think it's, it's yeah. no, no. And I, and I do think, and you, I think you kind of hit on it a little bit too. And I think, you know, part of it is the venue we chose, which is Union mm-hmm. Station, which is just a very unique conferencing yeah, and beautiful. venue. It's a historic, you know, it's a historic mm-hmm. train station in St. Louis, which was, which I don't know if you know, Pam, it was the second largest train station in the United States at one point in time. I did um, not know that. Thank you for yeah. that. Yeah. I mean, it was, it had massive traffic coming through here. Um, and it's, it's just a beautiful venue and yeah, the, the way it's set up, it just, it, it's very conducive to a really good flow and not things kind of being isolated and off to the side. Mm-hmm. You better book your dates because people listening to this are now going to be booking their, their venue at Union Station. Okay. I think. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, we're already having problems. We're already having problems because they're, they're, they're getting ready to build the, the, the new aquarium, which is going to be attached um, which I don't know if it's like the 10th largest in, in the U.S. is here and they're building a huge observation wheel. So we're already having issues, fam. Awesome. <laughs> yeah. well, that, you know, that's a good problem. That No, it is. It is. Absolutely. So yeah. let's shift gears a little bit and let's talk about the event, the actual event. And it's coming up here next week. Uh, we're, yes. 2019 is when we're recording this. But I'm sure even if you're listening to this in 2020 or beyond, you still can come join us at the event. But let's talk about uh, what's happening at the event. I know we want you wanted to touch up on changes you made this year, Brianna, with the moderators and that type of thing. But I want to talk about that and then just talk about kind of what people can expect that are going. Yeah, no, definitely. So this year, um, we are going to have, again, over 100 speakers, um, including speakers from Google Google and LinkedIn and GoDaddy and Johnson & Johnson and Adobe and Purina. Um, and we'll expect it to have our attendance of maybe just shy of 2,000 again. So it's going to be a big event. Uh, we have over 80 sessions. Um, and they cover everything from social media marketing to email marketing, video production, um, and we have sessions for nonprofits, B2B, B2C, all over the place. We have something for everybody. Um, and we also have uh, eight or actually nine awesome workshops um, because Pam is doing an awesome personal branding workshop for us this year. Yes, we're excited. Um, so, and those are selling out um, like crazy. Um, but yeah, this year we we listened a lot to, and we do every year, we listen to what our, our speakers and our attendees give us feedback on because we, again, we're really trying to make this the best conference we can. So we're adding uh, room moderators, so that we'll be introducing the speakers, giving updates um, throughout the day, reminding people, you know, rate their sessions and, and everything, uh, and, and providing any updates as they come, uh, just to make everybody's experience better. Uh, 
Um, and, and again, we have our parties and it's just uh, a crazy, awesome And the party event. had yeah. awesome food too. I have to tell you, this, the food was really good <laughs> at the closing party. And what's interesting is like our parties too, which I know some conferences, you have to be at a certain level to attend parties. Mm-hmm. For our parties, everybody can attend that has a ticket. It doesn't matter what level um, of a ticket it is. Um, um, which, which again is, is something unique it's, it's and something inclusive like, word, right? And, yeah, and, absolutely, and absolutely. that's where I remember it was raining and, uh, we walked across the street wherever we were going to get to that event. And it was one of those things where a lot of times a closing party, it's like, ah, well, maybe I'll go, maybe I won't go this event. It was so inclusive. I don't, I don't think there was probably hardly anyone there that thought, I don't know if I'm going to go. It was just like, I'm going like, why would I not want to go? Because by the time we go to that closing party, everybody's already connecting. Right. And so they, they know for a fact they would be missing out if they didn't go. Right. That FOMO was so real. And so I think just that in itself is great because you're not having to push people to, uh, get the most out of their investment. It's like the minute they walk in the door um, and they purchase that ticket, they are personally inspired to be part of that event. And we all know that's how people get receive the ROI and the most benefit from an event is actually participating and, you know, taking advantage of what it has to offer, not hiding out in their hotel room and doing their day jobs. You know, it's, it's, and I'm, that's probably what I'm looking forward to next week more than anything is truly unplugging from my normal life as much as I can and just connecting with everybody there. And of course I'll be tweeting. Thank goodness there's not Twitter jail anymore. And, uh, at least I haven't been thrown in Twitter jail in a few years and, you know, just, I'm looking forward to connecting with all the people who are at your event. So. Yeah, no, no. And it's, and I can remember, and I, I, it just made me feel really good. This was, I think the year before, um, and it was at our opening night party. And I know I told Brianna, you know, a young black man came up to me at the party and he said, you know, I just want you to know this, this event just is so, I don't know how he said it exactly, but it's just such a diverse event and it just feels mm-hmm. really natural and it just feels good. And he thanked me and, and, you know, that made me feel really special because Brianna and I try really hard, you know, mm-hmm. to, make sure we're really careful also about speakers we pick um, because we want to represent a diverse audience and a diverse speaker base as well. That's great. Yeah, there definitely was some diversity there. And people, I think, did feel comfortable coming up to us at the end and even throughout the conference. Because I remember at the closing party, I had some conversations with a lot of different people and a lot of students and uh, people that were just starting out in their careers, you know, across the board asking some personal life questions like what should I do? And, and so I love that we have those opportunities to give back and to speak into other people's lives. So I think for speakers that are looking, you know, speakers that have that same heart, I think this is, if, if Brianna and Perry reach out to you to speak, you would be crazy to turn it down. Um, and I, I mean that authentically. All right. So what else? Is there anything else you want to share on the event? I mean, where can people find you? What's the best way for them to learn about the conference and 
Yeah, the best way is to just actually go to our website. Um, so bestmarketingconference.com. Um, and you can find everything from all of our full agenda, all of our speakers, any information you need. Um, and you can buy tickets on there. We are sold out of VIP and general plus tickets, but you can still get uh, general passes for $169. And that includes access to all the regular breakout sessions, which is over 80 sessions, all the keynotes, all the parties, exhibitor hall. So you still get access to pretty much absolutely everything um so no problems there um uh, if you want to go attend everything and then uh, the dates are april 16th 17th and 18th uh the workshops are on the 16th and then on the 17th and the 18th are all the breakout sessions and if you also want to come in early or if you're here in st louis you can join us on april 15th we're working with eqstl here in st louis to also do a leadership summit that will be free to all mdmc uh, attendees so amazing. Awesome. Yeah. And, and, and I'm also really excited, Pam, with our keynotes. Again, we try to be really, I guess, timely with respect to keynotes and, and how we want to do that. And, and again, we don't have big celebrities as our keynotes. So, mm-hmm. you know, we try to be on point. So one of the keynotes is, as you well know, Pam, is mm-hmm. uh, Daryl West of the Brookings Institute. Mm-hmm. And he specializes in a lot of research on social media, media and politics. Mm-hmm. So he's going to be keynoting on the political social media echo chamber, which is obviously a timely topic to be talking about today. Absolutely. Um, and then the other one is um, Dennis Damon, who is on the U.S. Department of Homeland Security's advisory data advisory council. Um, and he's going to be talking about the future of data regulation and kind of what's bubbling up and what's happening in Europe and Germany and California. So, you know, we, we try to, we try to really be on point again, I guess it comes back to the educational component of it. Mm-hmm. It's, um, you know, obviously, you know, we could, we could bring in a big name, um, big celebrity, but it's not really necessarily on point with what we're trying to accomplish here. Well, and it's proven your methods work, right? You don't, you, you're not having to just have the celebrity to attract your, your crowd and your core audience that you want to attract. I mean, you're, you're right. doing it, uh, and building it through, uh, the right content for what your objectives are. I truly believe that. Yeah, and yeah. I, I'm excited. I'm so excited to be the MC this year and to be. Yeah, we're, we're, we're thrilled to have you. We really are. It's going to be, it's going to be a blast. Woo-hoo! And meet all yeah. the, you know, all the speakers and hear from these keynotes and everybody else. So I'm, I can't wait. So, all right. Well, thank you both. And uh, I thank you so much for your time today. And I can't wait to um, see some of our, more people from our audience attend the event this year and over the coming years. I'm sure they're going to be interested in it. All right, that's a wrap. If you're ready to Zoom your business and Zoom your life, then don't let the end of this episode be the end of your journey. Visit socialzoomfactor.com slash Zoom for incredible free resources and guides. And be sure to join the Social Zoom Factor mailing list so you never miss an episode. We'll see you next time on Social Zoom Factor.